Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, praise is what I do. Please take your seats in the house of the Lord. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the house of the Lord. What a joy it is to praise God with you, to rejoice in his power, to bask in the anointing. I want God to show up in this service today and heal us and bless us and touch us and revive us. We're so glad that you're here. So glad that you are a part of this worship. Thank God for Elder Charles Blake who leads us in worship. Yes, we're all going to Holy Convocation this week and Elder Charles Blake is going to be delivering a message on Wednesday night in Holy Convocation. Of course, I'll be preaching here and there and enjoying the Lord with the people of the Lord. This is the 50th year of my service of West Angeles Church. And for 12 years, I've served as presiding bishop of the church. God has extended such wonderful honor and opportunity. I don't feel that it's something that I deserve or something that I merit. It's just the goodness of the Lord. After preaching for 50 years, it's kind of hard to find always something that I have not preached before. But many times the Lord will lead me back to a scripture that will bless the Lord's people if they will receive it. But if the choir can sing a song over and over again, every once in a while I might need to preach a sermon over and over again. Look at your name and say, pray for him. He's doing the best he can. But sometimes after years, you need to hear something over again that we've said at some time before. And so I want you to turn with me to Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. And the Bible says, therefore, we also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily ensnares us. I want to talk to you today about dump day. Dump day. Would you say that after me, please? Dump day. Seven years ago, West Angeles staff was confronted by a significant problem. We 
We had a problem because we had accumulated so many documents, letters, old bills, records, memos, financial documents, tax documents, forms, almost every kind of document that our organization was almost paralyzed. It ran out of storage space. Decks, desks, file cabinets were filled and overflowing. Cabinet tops had stacks of paper piled up on top of them. There were so many unnecessary documents, say unnecessary documents, that we had trouble finding needed documents. Progress was jeopardized. Effectiveness was jeopardized. And I announced that we were going to hold a dump day. On dump day, we closed the offices to the public, put volunteers on the phone lines, request that the staff cancel all outside appointments, dress up in old clothes, jeans, tennis shoes, and we order extra trash bins and paper shredders and large plastic bags. And we come to work to really work in a different way and in a different level. And we throw away hundreds, if not thousands, of pounds of paper, old ballpoint pens that don't write anymore, antiquated and broken equipment that we don't use anymore. We throw away everything else that might hinder us from reaching a higher level of effectiveness in our organization. We found out that stuff routinely piles up on us. They all know stuff can pile up on you. Don't know how it happens, don't know where it came from, where it came from. Just all of a sudden, there are piles of stuff all around. And if it does not routinely get dumped, the organization will almost be paralyzed in its progress. So we have everything else we put on the side and we focus on dump day. And our motto for the day is, when in doubt, dump it. Would you say that to me, please? When in doubt, dump it. On a past dump day, I was stepping over a huge pile of paper that I had retrieved and removed from my desk and from the bookshelves. I was strongly impressed when I stepped over that pile of paper that it, a dump day, would be needed to be instituted for many organizations and many groups, many households, and many individuals. I discovered that we were not the only ones that needed a dump day, but that there were a whole lot of folks who need a dump day. Come on, be honest now. If you know you need a dump day, raise your hand. You need a dump day for your yard. 
dump day for your front yard, side yard, a dump day for your backyard, old cars that will never run again, old chairs that will injure you if you try to sit on them. Dogs and stray cats have been sleeping on. You need a dump day for your yard. Uh-huh, I can't get no amens. Don't, don't make me preach by myself today. Some of you need a dump day for the inside of your house. Mm-hmm. You don't want to talk about your closet. You got stuff in your closet you have not worn for 10 years. Yes, you do. Outfits, thick sole shoes, and bell-bottom pants. Been out of style for 20 years. Dump it. Mm-hmm. Stuff that you haven't been able to get into since you were 22. I wish y'all would help me preach today. When you got it on, you couldn't breathe. And once you got it on, they almost had to cut you out of it. Dump it. What about your kitchen? If you open the box and it moves, then you better dump it. Mm -hmm. Flour and meal that you bought five years ago. You know you don't make anything from scratch. You need to dump it. If the top of the can is rusty and dusty, dump it. There's so much stuff and junk around, you feel like you're wading through your house instead of walking through your house. You need a dump day. Some old folk need to have a dump day. They're living in the past. They need to dump it. Some young folk need to have a dump day. You're loaded down with foolish stuff. Dump it. White folk, black folk, men, women, those in between, Democrats, Republicans, whatever group you may name, there's a universal need that they occasionally have a dump day. My focus today in talking about dump of day is not your house, not your yard, but it's your mind, your soul, and even your spirit in your relationships, you, you need to have a dump day. Ask your neighbor, do you need to have a dump day? The text says, let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And you know, a race has a course, and a race has a finish line. A race has checkpoints along the course so you can ascertain how well you're doing in terms of speed and in terms of time. In this race that we're running, don't compare yourself and don't look at other folk because their course might not be the same as your course. Even if the course is the same, they may be running in a different way and at a different speed than you are running. But Paul looked at the Apostle John and in Acts 13 and 25, he said, as John was finishing his course. So all of us have a course. Paul said that I may finish my race with joy. 
And he said, I fought a good fight. I finished the race. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. So the writer of our text says, while you're finishing your course, while you are running your race and going where you're trying to go in the Lord Jesus, I want you to be able to say, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. And while you're finishing your course, you've got to look to Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross and endured those things that he had to go through. But the text that we have chosen for today says that there are many things that we've got to lay aside if we're going to run this race. You can't run well loaded down with heavy stuff. Runners have got to wear light clothing, light shoes, and they must carry nothing that is not necessary for them to run the race. And in life's race, there are sometimes things that we've got to let go. We cannot hold on to them. There are some things we need to keep and some things we need to let go. I was traveling and changing planes in Dallas, Texas, that big Dallas-Fort Worth airport. And as I went through the airport, I noticed that my coat pocket were filled, my pockets were filled with documents and with old ticket folders and old envelopes. And I stopped by a trash can to kind of unload my pockets. And I stopped by and dropped stuff off in the trash can and went my way. But I did not know until later on that I had thrown a check away in the mail. I had to call the people that gave me the check and tell them to listen, put a stop payment on that other check, and would you make me a copy of the check, make me another check to replace the one that I have thrown away. And fortunately, they were able to do so. But tell your neighbor, there are some things that you should not throw away. You should hold on to those things. Paul said, there are some things that I'm going to hold on and some things that I've got to keep, some things I've got to retain. We should hold on to God. Come on, tell your neighbor, hold on to God. Got to hold on to his son, Jesus Christ. So tell your neighbor, hold on to Jesus. Then you got to hold on to the word of God. How many of you know that the word of God is so important to us? The Bible says, as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word, that you may grow thereby. And he said in James 1 and 21 that we should receive with meekness the implanted word, which is able to save our souls. And be you doers of the word and not hearers only deceiving yourself. Child of God, hold on to the word of God. God's word is quick and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. If you've got the word, by the word of God, the universe was formed. By the word of God, the planets were cast against the blackness of the night. By the word of God, God gives us life. God gives us instruction. Come on, let's thank God for the word. But then the text indicates that there are also some things that we've got to lay aside. It indicates that we should lay aside weights that we should lay aside sin. 
Righteousness exalts a nation, but sin is a reproach unto any people. And the apostle Paul said, lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily overtake us and ensnare us. How many of you know there's something you've got to lay aside and set aside? Every weight is not a sin, but a weight can lead to sin. A weight can so weaken you that you will be susceptible to sin. A weight can hinder you in the Christian race. So the writer says you need to dump every weight and you need to cast aside every sin. You can't be saved and run with everybody. You can't even be successful running with everybody. The Bible says, can two walk together except they are agreed? Listen, some people you're going to have to dump. Look at your name and say, some people you're going to have to dump. And when you dump them, there are some things that you've got to have in your life that will make your life wonderful and great. Philippians 4 and 8 says, finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Listen, you've got to think on these things. And some folk are so negative and so sinful that they will not even allow you to go to a higher level and begin to meditate on the things of God. The only way you're going to be able to go higher is to get away from them and find peace and power by seeking God all by yourself. Tell them, listen, hey, neighbor, if you won't go with me in a positive and godly way, then I may have to get rid of you and find me somebody who loves the Lord. Anybody looking for somebody who loves the Lord, who loves the Lord? Listen, if you want to love God and serve God, if you want to dump things that should not be in your life, you're going to have to get away from some people. You're going to have to determine that you're not going to be involved. You've got to make up your mind. You're going to dump worry. Come on, tell your neighbor, dump worry. Worry doubts God's word. Worry does not trust God. Worry will make you sick. Worry will deprive you of peace. Worry will steal your joy. And so Paul said, be careful for nothing, but in everything by prayer with supplication, let your request be made known unto God. How many of you know if you really trust in God, you won't worry, really relying on God. Worry will never take or steal your joy. Dump worry. But then you need to dump all negative emotion. The Bible said, put off anger and wrath and malice and blasphemy and filthy language out of your mouth. You've got to dump negative emotions. Sometimes you just have to tell people, I'm sorry. I don't want to hear that. I'm too busy praising the Lord. Listen, you've got to take that somewhere else. I'm trying to keep my mind beautiful. Focus on whatever is beautiful, whatever is good, whatever is of good report. That's what I want to think on right now. When I think of the goodness, when I think of the goodness of Jesus, 
at all he has done for me. My soul cries out, hallelujah, hallelujah. Gotta make up your mind. Lord, I wanna think on you and your goodness. Come on, raise that hand and say, Lord, I wanna think on you and your goodness unto me. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he has done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah. Let the church say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. Hallelujah. Sometimes you've got to dump the past. Too many folk are living in the past. But Paul said, this one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind and reaching toward those things that are before, I press for the mark of the prize of the high calling of God that's in Christ Jesus. Is anybody in the press today? Come on, tell three people, press, press, press. I'm pressing on the upward way. New heights I'm gaining every day. Seal the praying as I'm upward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. The old saints used to worship the Lord and they'd get happy and slap their thighs and say, thank you, thank you. I thought they were speaking in tongues or talking in some foreign language, but in reality they were saying, thank you, Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord at all times. And his praise shall continually be in my mouth. Come on and praise him. Somebody help me praise him. Help me praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then you've got to dump your obsession with the world. It's sometimes possible to get too caught up in the things of the world. But the Bible says, don't love the world are the things that are in the world. For if anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. The rich young ruler did not quite understand that. He got caught up in the things of the world. Jesus said, I want to set you free from worrying and from the things that are in the world. I want to attach you to the things of God and your focus to be on the will of God. So the young man came to Jesus and said, what must I do that I might inherit everlasting life? Jesus said, keep the commandments. The young man said, I've always done that. What do I lack? And Jesus said, if you would be rich and have treasure in heaven, then go sell what you have and give to the poor and you shall have treasure in heaven. The young man went away sorrowful because he had great possessions. And Jesus said to the disciples, there's not one of you that has left treasure or possessions who will not have 100 fold. And in the world to come, you'll have life everlasting. The young man did not know that if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all of these things, shall be added unto you. 
But you look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, seek first the kingdom of God and all of these things shall be added unto you. Jesus says the young man missed out on a 100-fold blessing because he was not willing to make a sacrifice for Jesus. Child of God, if you release your concern and your obsession with the world, make up your mind, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to do the will of God. God will make a way for you. Can I get a witness in the house? How many of you know God will? Tell three people, God will make a way for you. So the young man missed out on a 100-fold blessing. And sometimes we miss out on the blessing of the Lord. We got to make up our mind. Lord, I'm going to love you. Lord, I'm going to serve you. Lord, I'm going to do your will. I wish I had time to tell you, tell you how. I drove an 18-year-old car just for a sacrifice to the Lord. I needed a new car. It would break down at will. Hallelujah, I did really get a new one. But I got a new one piece by piece. The transmission would go out. I'd get another one. The, 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 the drive shaft would go out. I'd get another one. Hallelujah, the generator would stop. I had to get another one. And so when it was all over, I had a new car piece by piece. One day, somebody came by. Bert Bachman said, I'm going to give you a new car. The man from Galpin Ford said, I'm going to give you a new car. And after a while, he came, called me. He said, what kind of car do you want? I said, I want a black Lincoln town car. And pretty soon he said, come on out and get it. Ever since that time, I haven't driven a car more than six months old. Every time I need a new one, he gives me another one. Hallelujah, God is a miracle worker. Would you tell somebody, God is a miracle worker. Because I gave, God gives to me. Child of God, what you're holding on to might keep you from getting what you really need. Come on, tell your neighbor what you're holding on to might make you miss what you really need. Let go of the world. Hold on to God. Let go of the things of the world. Hold on to Jesus. Let go of worry. Hold on to your peace. Hold on to your faith. Hold on to your God. If anything is holding you back, let it go so you can go higher. Ask God to search my mind, search my life, search my heart. If you find anything that should not be, take it out and straighten me. Anybody here want to be blessed? Hold on to God. Anybody want to go higher? Hold on to God. Tell your neighbor, neighbor, I'm going higher in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Bless his name. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. 
but I'm troubled, yes, but I'm sad, yes, hallelujah, anyhow, come on, say it, hallelujah, anyhow, when misfortune comes your way, lift your hand to God and say, hallelujah, are there any hallelujah folks? Stand up and praise it. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Praise it. Praise it. Hallelujah. You can praise your way all the way to your blessing. You can thank your way all the way to your miracle. When I count to three, bless the Lord and thank the Lord until God shows up in a special way. One, two, three, praise him. Come on, tell three people he's here now. He's here now. He's here now. In the name of Jesus. He's here right now. He's healing now. He's blessing now. Come on and praise him. Receive your miracle. Receive your miracle. Receive your miracle. Lay your hand on your stomach. Lay your hand right there. Some of you have problems right there. God said, I'm going to heal and take away that digestive function, that problem in your midsection. I'm going to deliver you and heal you now. Come on, say, Lord, I thank you. I'm healed. I'm delivered in the name of Jesus. Thank you for my miracle. Come on, praise him. Thank you for the miracle. Thank him for the miracle. Thank him. Get out of That's so cold. You know what it goes on. Shakoba Hassan. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. The miracle is yours. The miracle is yours. Come on, tell your neighbor, neighbor, I claim my healing in the name of Jesus. Somebody else lay your hand on those migraines, headaches on your head. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke those migraine headaches. In the name of Jesus, healing is come right now. Thank you for deliverance. Lay your hand on your head. Say, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Turn to your right. Turn to your right. Take two steps. Take two more steps. Take one more step. Now tell your neighbor, neighbor. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. I just walked out. I just walked out of my problem and into my miracle. Come on, look at them and tell them. I just walked out of my problem. I just walked in to my miracle. Come on, praise him for your miracle. Hallelujah. Yeah, 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 yeah
want you to touch three people. Touch them one, two, three, and tell them be healed in the name of Jesus. Thank you. It's done. It's done. It's done. It's done. If you need a miracle, if you need a miracle, step out from where you are. Get down to the altar. Just as fast as you can. Get down here quickly, 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 quickly. Son, stand right there. Stand right there. Come quickly from every corner of the room. I need a miracle. I need God to do something wonderful in my life. I need God to set me free. I need God to break the yoke, the chain, in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. He's here now. I said he's here right now. The healer is here. He was wounded by our transgressions, bruised by iniquities, by his stripes. I am healed. Come on, lift your hand and say it. By his stripes, I am healed. I'm healed. I'm healed. Lay a hand on your neighbor's shoulder. I don't have time to lay hands on all of you. But by proxy, I extend my hand over you right now in the name of Jesus. Lay your hand on your neighbor's shoulder. Say the preacher said you would be healed and delivered. I proclaim in the name of Jesus, be healed, be delivered, be set free. Tell them again, be healed, be delivered, be set free. Now praise him, you're healed. Praise him, you're delivered. Come on, thank the Lord. Come on, thank the Lord. Thank you for healing. Thank you for deliverance. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. God. God. I lay it at the altar. I lay my sickness at the altar. I lay my poverty at the altar. I lay bondage at the altar. I lay my burden at the altar. I'm free. Come on, child of God. Point at the altar and say, labor. I lay my sickness on the altar. I lay my problem on the altar. My cancer is on the altar. Thank God. Thank God for deliverance. Thank God for my miracle. Now look to your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's on the altar. Leave it there. Go back to your seat. Praising God. Praising God. If you need Jesus, if you want to join the church, stay at the altar. Come back up. Stay here at the altar. If you need deliverance or healing, if you need prayer, if you need to join the church, stay at the altar. If you want to be saved, stay at the altar. Come on, praise him. Come on, praise him. Come on and praise him. I feel Jesus. I said, I feel Jesus. I feel Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 You want to be saved. You want to join the church. 
Come forward quickly. Come forward quickly. Be glad to receive you. Be glad. Clap your hands. Clap your hands. Praise God for this young lady. Praise God for this young lady. God bless you. God bless you. Stand where you are. God bless you. God bless you. Come on, brother. Come on, brother. God bless you. God bless you. Who will come next? Anybody else? Hallelujah. 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 Come on, praise him one more time. I want you to go with that brother. Go with him. He'll take care of you. Follow him. Come on, give praise. Come on, give praise. Come on, give praise. Does anybody feel Jesus? His anointing is in the room. His power is in the room. Right now. Right now. Tell your neighbor, right now. Yes. Be healed. Be delivered. Be set free. Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for the Holy Ghost. Thank you for your power. Thank you for your anointing. In the name of Jesus, we come to this table. Dear Lord, the symbol of your body, the broken bread, the symbol of your blood, the fruit of the vine. We partake of it in remembrance of you. You've done so much for us. Thank you for your sacrifice.